Jolene and another um, and um, another one of her most famous songs in all the world, which of course I cannot currently I'll remember. I'll always love you. But yes, she wrote them both in the one afternoon. <sighs> That's uh-huh. talented. And a welcome to the Hot Flush! The Premier Perry <laughs> The Premier! We're going so well! The Premier Podcast for the Perimenopausal, brought to you by Fucking no one still, because that's where we're at. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Wig, and my friend, Mrs. Berry. Hello. Hi. And we're actually coming from the coast today. I know, we're coming from the beach house. The beach house, as opposed to the shit house. <laughs> no, as opposed to... The, the birds. The leafy... North the, Shore. The leafy North Shore house. Yes. What do we call that? Oh, that's not... It's a shit shack. <laughs> It is so not a shit shack. I love your house. Oh, it feels like a home. It loves you too. I, you know how you know how you can tell that I love it because I poop in your toilet. Oh my god! Too much. Too early. Too soon. You sorry. tell me everyone poops sorry. in your toilet. Sorry, I know, I'm, and I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. So, this- so yes, we are coming from the beach house because I because Mrs. Woog and I have been trying to get together to have dinner here for me to cook everyone dinner. For the better part of six months. And of course, as these things always turn out this way, it was literally like on, I don't know what day it was, Wednesday or Thursday. And I said, no, you said to me, potty. And I went, absolutely. And I said, why don't you come here? And I wrote, yes. Yeah. And so we are going to have... Oh, you've got to put this recipe up. I do. On the hot fudge. No, well, write it down. You I kind of just, say, I kind of just um, made it up. Uh, so we're having pulled pork and I'm making an Asian slaw and I'm also doing a potato salad. So she's going and to put some that beautiful bread on the hot flush Facebook page, which clicked over 2,000 people last week. No thanks to a rather nasty photo of yours truly. <laughs> I cannot believe I agreed to that. <laughs> I know. My guts. You were, you are beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're Someone beautiful. said they wanted to bleach their eyeballs. I know. And did you see that I called them on it? No. But, I was like, sad. Oh, no. I called them on it. And then they actually went, no, no, I meant the sequins because they're like blinding. And then I went, nice, oh. Nice save. Nice save. Um, <laughs> because I really do think that that page is where we all celebrate each other. Yeah. It's so good if you're not and a member. all our lumps and bumps. Yep. It really is one of the nicest places to be on the internet. So just ask to join the Hot Flush Facebook page. There is three men on there who have been vetted and who we know. Um, and it, have actually, they're like founding they, members. They've been oh, there since they've the been beginning. There since the yep. But I don't think we've ever kicked anyone out of that page. Oh, uh, yeah, we have. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Scandal. Just two. Just two. Speaking of scandals, what yes. do you think about Megxit? Well, don't you think that the negative reaction is just sitting there as exhibit A as to why they've done it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I am like... I read something where uh, an ex or a retired British photographer, like royal photographer, actually uttered the phrase, uh, look, yes, it was very sad, but it was 25 years ago and you just have to get over it. Oh. About, about like his mum dying, about Princess Diana dying. That was this week he said that. Yeah, that's And fact. then another 
like royal journal was just like we stand out in the in the blazing sun and the rain and the freezing weather to see them and it's just like yeah because you're a journalist and, and you that's need what journalists to do sell papers and you need to fucking get a different job and did you ever hear about that royal rota thing where everything has to like the the, the that group of british newspapers get first yep first pick and first access to any photos and then it's allowed to go out what a rot! Like, that should just be completely abandoned, irrespective of whether, you know, Has and Megs decide to go it alone. But I'm absolutely thrilled for them. I just think if if Diana was here, yep. she would be supporting them five bajillion percent. Absolutely, and I support them as well. Like, I wouldn't want to fucking hang around that shit. No, and they're so damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah. Like, if they stay, then they're freeloaders and, you know, blah blah And if they leave, then they're deserters and, you know, and villains. It's just like, and I ugh. love it. Okay, so this is my, you know, I, I like to spend a lot of time thinking about these things. So this is what I think's happened. Okay. Prince Williams has got it off with one of his friend's wives called Rose Hanbury. What? Right. As in recently... No, this is a very, very documented and strong rumour oh. um, since early 2019. <gasps> so they're part of the same sort of, it's, they're called the, tur- the Turnip Toffs. So you can imagine how infuriating Dear that group God. of friends are. Yeah. So he started having it off with this one Rose Hanbury who's married to a Marqueso, like, you know, whatever, I don't know. Um, and he confided in Harry about it. Of course, Harry has gone fucking that shit. That's what mum did, dad did to mum. Yep. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's when those two started drifting apart. And oh. then he said, don't marry that Meghan Markle. She's trouble. She's not going to toe the line. And he's gone, well, you're not fucking towing the line, so you can fuck off. Yeah. Um, so that was the beginning of the rift between the fab four. Whoever. <laughs> Any of that? You are no, I did not know any of that. You are Kate Woog, like a Australian report, royal reporter, reporter, investigator. And I, I've done some research onto it, and um, apparently Kate Middleton asked that this Rose Hanbury be ushered out of their circle, out of the turnip. Rather pots. than going, fuck you, husband, for yeah. fucking around. Yeah, you can go and fuck yourself. She's like, that woman needs to be phased out of our group of friends. So, you know, go Megan. Yeah. Well, look at them. They're like, we're a team. We're yeah. married. We're together. We're committed to each other. What's going to work for us as a couple, yeah. as, a, as a husband and wife? So bored now. Yeah, so bored. What else? But don't you think it's just been such a lovely reprieve from everything else? Well, it, it is a little bit like Scott Morrison's like, yay. <laughs> yay. Oh, Donald Trump. Oh, and I did do a tweet this week when Donald Trump sort of suggested that they're going to war and, and Scott Morrison jumped all over that. And I was like, has anyone watched the movie Wag the Dog? Oh. If you haven't watched the movie Wag the Dog. You have to watch have the movie to. It's, Wag it's, the Dog. one of my favourite movies of all it time. It is so good. Uh, I'll give you a quick rundown. It's the president of, of America is about to be, um, like, outed in the media for fondling a firefly which is like a brownie girl in the oval office so instead um they invent a war so this story goes underground and so i think that's what's happened is that uh, scomo's jumped on 
this war, World War Three, which yeah. isn't happening, by the way, to take the heat off the fire brigade and how how universally hated the man he is. is. Yes, yes. And did you notice that when Michael Rowland interviewed him on seven thirty on the ABC <laughs> seven thirty that he did it from his office, like from the prime ministerial office, not in the studio. In the Prime Ministerial oh, Office. No, like, that never happens. They always are in the studio. Yeah. And then also, it's now going to be, like, flag watch. Like, let's just see <laughs> every time he's at a presser, like, how many flags are behind him. I know. Also, who the fuck are his minders and media advisors? They're from, like, CSU first year on work experience. They are. They are. They're doing their... Yeah. He needs sawhole. Oh, my God. She would be... She would be a powerhouse. Yeah, he needs Sawhol. But Sawhol would stab him. Oh, yeah, she really would. So, anyway, we are giving I wrote. Our... I wrote something, actually, today to one of our um, beautiful listeners. We were having a chat on Insta. And I um, I wrote something that I, was, I actually went, huh, I've actually just surmised my sort of feelings about I'm part of speaking this. speaking into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. Um... So I think there's a chance when, when everyone is as rabid as they currently are about all of this stuff. Rabid. Rabid. Okay. Rabid. Okay, sure. Um, you know, and, and the blaming or, or the blaming Morrison or that, that, that it can very quickly slide to the, you know, the, the other side of the argument then going, you know, it, he's not the only, you know, you can't blame him for climate change where it's actually about his leadership. Yeah, through so this period. That's what it's about. Because he's not a scientist. No. Um, and I sort of said, you know, my sort of thinking about this is when it comes to anything regarding any form of moral fortitude or actually thought, Morrison is just, he's just a sheep. Like he just is a runner in the pack. He's not smart. And so the fact that he's managed to get into this position is astounding. Um, but if you look back over what is now the last wasted, well, technically it's a wasted 30 years, but the last 10 years have been the most dramatic, um, See, Gillard and Rudd did actually try to get some policies in there. And they did get some policies in there. And Penny Wong was very involved as well in those negotiations. And I know, like, a lot of, not a lot of them, but some of them, yeah, they were clunky. You know, there were things about them that that weren't quite right or that were going to cost too much or... But they had started, you know. They had, at least, it's that whole thing of, like, any assignment that you're working on, it's just get started. And... At least then there would have been something in place to work with. So what I'm basically saying yes. is that all of this falls onto the shoulders of Tony Abbott and his henchmen <laughs> because they put power and being in power above all else. And, and I think that the last couple of readers have done that as well. And... So if that last 10 years had been better utilised for major environmental and energy policy reforms... I'm so bored now. No, listen. It no. doesn't mean that the fire... It doesn't mean that these fires like, wouldn't have happened. Everyone out there, put your hand up if you're bored now. It too. doesn't matter. It doesn't mean these fires wouldn't have happened, but at least there would have been adaptation and mitigation strategies in place that... I'm just going to go to the know. kitchen and get the knife. Oh, my God. Okay. Tell me, about, tell, tell, me about your, tell me about your new toenail colour because I quite like it. Okay. And so, it's the first time you've actually had a colour that doesn't either look like a Godiva or... Or dog's dick pink. Yeah. This is called blood clot red. Like literally or you've just called it blood clot red? Well, 
course I've just called it blood clot red. <laughs> I like to, I'm actually working on an article at the moment that's like, what does your choice of nail uh, polish colour tell about you? Oh. And it, it's absolutely, there's no, there's, is, is, there's no research involved. <laughs> There's no survey being done. Is there people's body language the next article after that? No. It's just colour on your nails because I get so frustrated, like flustered when I go in there. And, and every time I go in and get them, everyone's like on my fucking coming at me going, that's disgusting. Like in Christmas beige, that was like, you know, <laughs> offensive to Christians. <laughs> I had Christmas beige. Just can't get it right. So I am. I am actually having an. Did you have it like you know Jesus? You know stable color. Did you? Oh no! It was. It was like it was cadaver beige. But um, I'm actually going to shop it around to to the media outlets before I put it on the blog because I think I think people will get it. You know, some people don't get my sense of humor at all. Thank you, Frank. You oh, fuckwit. Trollgate this week. I know, but I felt so good about it. I know. It. it was like, don't you think it was like 2007 all over again? I know, it was. And it was like, um, it, oh, so I got this um, uh, comment on oh, fucking one of the things, what was it, the picture one? What was it? Instagram. Instagram um, for saying, for someone who always talks about loving writing and, and their love of writing, you're a really dreadful writer. Yeah, you're really bad at it or something. <laughs> it was so good. And it was something like always hot Frank or something. Yeah, and it was just Frank. Like... And I was like, oh, you have seriously made my day. What? I haven't been trolled for such a long time. And, like, being trolled means that you're interesting. <laughs> and that people are listening. <laughs> Once the trolls finished back in about 2010, like, that's when my confidence took a <laughs> And you're at, the, you're at your shrink and just going, I don't know. I'm just, people don't love me anymore. Yeah, like, I mean, what? Kate, let's look at the facts. How do you know this? No one's trolling no, me. And I haven't been on GoMe for years. Is that God, is GoMe still a thing? I think so. I haven't checked it, but like I always get an alert when I'm on it and uh, I haven't had an alert for years. So I just, you know, I've got to try harder. Do you know once at the peak of GoMe sort of fame? Um, Were you ever on it? I was Can on you it. explain to the punters what GoMe is? So GoMe is get off my internets. And it's like a message board. Um, it's hilarious. And all these different bloggers used to have like their own boards. Like I had my own like, board. Woogsy had one. Baby Mac had one. Eden had like everyone had their own board. And the only time I was ever messaged was on yours. <gasps> and someone said, "Who knows anything about that? Like that person? Like that about all consuming? What are, you know? What are they like?" And someone came in and actually was just like. No, no, she has a disabled child. She's like a, she's a good one. <laughs> All right, is that the? I have a disabled. Child. I know, right? I was just like, well, you know, like one of Woozers has got mon- you know, monkey hearing. Like, yeah, mom. Right. Hello. Anyway, it was an absolute joy and treat. And if you're listening, um, Frank, you Frank, you really made my week. <laughs> what else was a highlight of your week? Um, I. Had a cheeseburger. I had a Betty's burger. <laughs> so I can think this week was all about the burger. Nice. I did some decent eating this week. Oh. Um, um, just I, I don't know when my period is due, but I'm feeling like it's coming on pretty soon because I've been getting some really good acne. Oh yeah, look, can you see that on my chin? Yeah, no, I, I, you, well, uh, yeah, I'm matching. Yeah. Oh, twinsies. Um, and I've been very much enjoying writing this week. I've written out some some very good, well, not according to someone, but <laughs> some very good pieces. 
Sunday Groove. Yeah, no, and I'm enjoying getting back into that again. Um, I've dealt with millennials from ad agencies, which takes me back, uh, you know, a step. But I think I got there in the end. Um, And Deck Juba never got in touch with us about uh, coming on board as a sponsor. It's disappointing, Disappointing. isn't it? Disappointing. Disappointing. Mind you, I think I might have to make contact with them. I might just go and protest out the front of their head office. (laughs) <laughs> so, oh, but I know a lot of people went and bought Deck Juba. So I've now got two pairs of the Drop Crotch soft pants. She's now moving away from the microphone. Sorry, I'll talk loudly. Um, and then I got the wide leg linen pants and the soft. So I bought four pairs of pants from oh, Deck Juba. Oh, the soft. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, they're, they're terrific. These but, are the satin joggers. I also got this. I'm never been so proud of anyone in my whole life. What we're looking at here, people, is a black, thick, elastic waist, um, midi, I wouldn't call it a maxi, it's no. above the ankle, yep. silver, box-pleated skirt. Yep. And you're never going to, you can wear that to work, actually. Oh, wear it to work. Yeah. That is like thrush on a coat hanger. Yeah. But it's like, because it's swishy in a skirt, it's okay. If it was a pant, oh my God, like. How much did you have to pay for that little number? Mm. I don't know. They're cheap at the moment too. It's on sale. Yeah, yeah. You just walk out with it. It was like, I think it was like 49 bucks or something. Mm. It wasn't very much. I feel it. Yeah, no, that's total plastic. Don't stand near an exhaust fume. And look at it. A raw edge hem. Oh, okay. So it was 89.95, but then I got it at 50% off. Yeah, that's a good buy. It's got a black stripe through it. It's, um. um and that's Woog approved. Woog approved. Um, it looks... Which, given to what I buy, it's a really low. <laughs> um, but I was basically so I was there buying the other pants, right? Because I, I like I loved those satin, the satin jogger, so much that I. Okay, we're just going to put a bit of this up on um, Instagram Live. Um... Oh no, no, not that. No, not that. So um... uh, we are we are podcasting live, and we are looking at Kim's latest purchase from where? The Cuba. De, de, de Cuba. De Cuba. De Cuba. We still haven't contacted us about, like, you know, partnership. So we've got this. What else did you get? Come on, quickie. Uh, the satin pants. Satin pants. Satin jogger pants, which I have as well. Um, you can attest that they are really good. Uh, 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 there's a linen pant somewhere. Linen pant? A wide-legged linen pant. That is not what you'd normally go for. Well, you see, it looks great with, say, this is a top that I've got from Eve's Sunday. Eva's Sunday. It's inside That's out, lovely. obviously. I love that. Um, so it's just a little linen top, and then I just have a black yeah, pant. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, we're going to end that uh, yeah, that'll live do. now. That'll do. Um, um, anyway, well, I got, got that two. skirt. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, yes. I got the skirt because as I was standing at the checkout, I said to the woman serving me, had it on. And I went, gosh, that's gorgeous. And she goes, yeah, it's on sale. And I went, what? So I just got it. I didn't even try it on. I just went, I love it. I'm getting it. Uh, and the other thing I got was the drop crotch of these. Because I was getting, they Look, had another. When you say these, the people who are listening can't, <laughs> can't see them. It's just a drop crotch jean. See, I, I take ombridge. You don't like it? Well, I, I, and I don't have to wear it. And I have something very similar that I just worry about the colour wash. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Good. I never do a light wash. I always do a really dark wash. No. 
This is very northern. Can you just put it on? This is very northern beaches. That it is. You need your striped t-shirt with that. Put yeah, it on. I might change need, my mind. You need a blue stripe. In fact, I don't even know about... Oh, no, I did try these on. You did? You put them on the stories. They look great. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah, take it back. That was harsh. <laughs> oh, hello. I was laughing at you like a, you know, hyena last week in your hot pant, your sequin hot pant. No, no, they're good. Look at that. Look at that. Hey. Get to Jet and tell them, like... They've got fantastic stuff. Okay. Like I don't. We're giving them enough. We've given them about thousand dollars worth of marketing for free. So I don't pick any of to... their tops because I have boobs and I, just have I am not going to give them any more marketing <laughs> for free. Get Juba, um, get in touch. I know. I know where you live. Uh yeah. So, why? Hey. How, how did we get onto that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what day it is. <sighs> Saturday because I read the Herald this morning. And it was all sad news about the bushfires and koalas. And I spent far too much time this week looking at koala um, rescue places. But then I saw all the good shit that people are doing. All the stuff that... And did you see Colin Munro? Our friend Cole was... Who is one of the most gorgeous men in the land. And he's so sexy. It's so sexy. He's very sexy. He's that sort of big, growlious... No, he's not big. He's tiny. He's like this big. Yeah, but he's like big it's in terms country. of personality, you know, yeah. like he's just warm. And when he gives you a hug, you feel like you're just totally enveloped. Yeah. And so he was he was on all of our shows this week, hugging his little daughters. Hugging his daughters when he got back after 11 days out fighting fires. And one of his daughters, well, both of the girls just absolutely fell apart. Yeah. I don't know and how Brooke was holding it together. And Brooke, who just has far too much talent right in on. one human. She makes there. these remarkable weaving... Um, basket sculptures and light fittings that she's ridiculously creative. Um, Anyway, can I tell you about my week? No, because we have to move on to the Reese questions. You have Really? Already? Two minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm hungry. I went back to work and I got a – I actually almost finished off my entire mag in a week. I was so productive. It was really good. And I got some really great feedback from my boss, who I adore. And so that was very positive first week back at work. Um. Sad Wookie. Sad Wookie. So Oscar ended up back in hospital last Thursday night. Uh, five days on a drip. Now has to wear a pressure stocking on his leg for forever. Um, broke his thumb. Like, I mean, seriously, the poor Wookie. He's just had such a terrible run. I just want to say that normally when Oscar has a hospital stay, which we have had many, I hold it together through the whole thing and then he gets home and then I fall apart. Yeah. And this time it's he got mothering. home. Yeah. This time he got home and I did have a little bit of like, I just felt quite emotional, you know, like he was home and, and that was all great. But I didn't fall apart and I wasn't that level of exhaustion where you just need the world to stop so you can take a breath. Yeah. Because I now have a partner who I can trust implicitly to just be at the hospital when I'm not there and talk to the doctors Know everything that's going on. Right, that ask the right questions. Across to you. Re, re, you know, retell it back to me. It's like a normal, healthy partnership should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rob took like family leave. He was at the hospital with him all day. He Love took it. him for walks. He it's like, amazing. You know, he went to. He went. He to, complimented me on my sequin skirt tonight. He, I told him he that, loves a sequin. Yeah, I said to him, <laughs> he can borrow it anytime he wants. He was in his. You know, he's in his house dress. He loves a sequin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Wookiee is home. He's actually gone out 
with um, one of his support programs tonight to watch the basketball. So that's his first time out doing something since Boxing Day. Okay, let's move on to the reader's questions. Oh, one quick thing. It's never, in the, it's never quick. In the Facebook, on the Facebook page, Anne referred to lasering as arborist activity, which yeah. I just love. they're so funny. I'm oh, sorry. my God. So then, now, and, and, now any sort of waxing or lasering, it's all just arborist activity. And I have to say, you know, we've <laughs> well been, done, been doing this for a while now um, and the Facebook pages are getting funnier and funnier. Yeah. Like the, the, as we age, we are just getting, fuck this. Yeah. And it's so good. And I it's know. so much joy. Okay. Right. Moving on. Okay. Liz asks, love the idea of a YouTube channel. We're going to talk about that later. Um, or not on the air because that's boring for you. Has Kim got any more tips from the dietitian for thus? Us with Hashimoto's and are trying to do operation density drop. Uh, no, really the only thing is um, just to only eat when you're hungry and to eat slowly and to stop when you're full, lots of water. And when you are, whatever you are eating, look at making sure that you, you sort of look in order of um, – Fat actually adds flavour and has good mouthfeel. And uh, protein is what gives you slow energy burn. Fibre, necessary. And then sugar and all the rest are actually just sort of down the track. So while if you're really hungry, you just want to go for the carbohydrate or something sugary because your body metabolises it in 20 minutes, just go for something that isn't like that. Chris, Kirsty Lines asked, I want to know what you think of the whole Harry Meghan drama. I think we've covered we've that covered off. covered that. Um, also, I've started on the Huffy Puffy after two years. <gasps> well and done. And a 10 kilo weight gain. It's hard. You know what? It gets, it, 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 you actually, and Kim's going to hit. You start looking forward to it. Kim's going to hit me now. Um, you actually crave it. And yeah, it, it just takes you a couple of like a month or it two. It takes four weeks, four, four weeks, weeks to form a new habit. Yeah, and you will crave it, so keep up. But no, I no, I agree with you completely. Uh, Carolyn says, "Talk to me about anything, anything. Distract me from my family, <laughs> uh, you know." And and we can laugh about this, but we've we've had a good friend lose a very important member of their family um, in the past week. Um, and as much as I like, totally get it. Like totally yes. get it. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's very, you know, none of this is, none of this is, um, is a straight one path, you know, yeah. just because you're related to someone doesn't mean they're good for you or that they, you, you know, it, we all have friends who we love and would do anything for mm. who we, you know, if we're really honest, would put above Quite a few of our family members. Um, yeah, I um, told my fourteen-year-old to fuck off this week, so I'm probably oh, did not you? the best person to talk to. Okay, talk to. About <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving in. Uh, can you please send all our love to baby Macbeth? She's yes. so sad at the moment. That's who we were talking about, and we both been long time, you know, over ten years friends with baby Mac. And she... but you know the the thing about the um, you know, about being with your family. So this was the longest, this, you know, so I had a break from the, our office shut from the 24th to the 6th. And that was the longest I've actually been with the boys since I went back to full-time work in April. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, Jesus. (laughs) I get it. I absolutely get it. It is just relentless. I absolutely 100% get it. Yeah. Um... 
Oh, I forgot to tell you, I was at uh, Harris. I was at the IGA the other day in Linfield. Yeah. And this lady came up to me, um, <gasps> and she said, "She said, oh, excuse me, I just want to say, like, oh, you know, I love listening to the Hot Flash, and I actually went to school um, with Kim. Oh, and I said, what's your name? And then t- forgot it. <laughs> She was wearing a beautiful pink dress. So if that was you and you were with your mother at the IGA in Linfield, can you just let us know your name? Because you went to school with Kim and said hello. And then she said, I bet she gets sick of people saying hello. I said, no, it's actually worse if people just text you and said, I just saw you eating a cheeseburger on on the train. You know, that's actually worse. Come and say hello. Come and say hello. We love it so much. Well, I had some, um, I had a gorgeous woman stopped me when we went to see um, Hannah Gadsby the other week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she'd gone to the earlier show and yeah. we're leaving. And she sort of stopped us on the stairs going up into yeah. the – and it was so lovely. Oh, and she's like, oh, my God, you must be just terrible. And I go, are you kidding? Like, this is the best. And then Yarl worked past. Seriously, I felt like a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Hannah Gadsby no, was just really, amazing. It's so, it's so lovely to meet a flusher. It is. It really is. Okay, uh, moving on. Keep going. Oh, Gabrielle said that she loves when we do this because um, it's like watching Romper Room and waiting to see if <laughs> and waiting to see if Miss Patricia would read out your name. Gabrielle, 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 Gabrielle. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're up to now. Oh no, I'm in the other one. I'm Janice, in, I'm in the one where I said I'm making Mr. and Mrs. Wood okay. Well, Janice says uh, five stars for you, Kim, to getting through this week. Yes, thank you. That is so it was. Whew, it was a big one. Oh God, okay, Leanne. I'd like to know any. I would like to know any tips for mourning someone who isn't dead. I'm done with my narcissistic mother and weak father, and I have told mm. them to go and take a running jump. I'm done. So how do I explain this to my children that they aren't going to see their grandparents, and how do I mourn this situation? I'm heartbroken. I think this is getting more and more prevalent <sighs> with what's happening at the moment. Yeah. Well, you know, isn't I've just yeah. I'm doing it as well. I don't I don't actually have an answer for that. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we do it well. I don't know how we do it with you know when when it has the the flow on effect to our kids as well. I I just um I think you have to go and get some like actual professional guidance guidance and on this. Like narcissists narcissists are very hard to deal with. Um uh it is mourning a death of someone who is still alive, but if they're not good for you, then don't listen to us on this one is what I'm going to say. I'm going yeah. to say go and get some professional advice because there will be people over there. Like, And this happens all the time. Don't think that you're the first person <gasps> yes. yeah. that this has happened to. And, you know, when I first mentioned it when we were talking about it and said, look, I, you know, I think I'm going to have to just sever contact with these family members oh. – the the support that I got from Hot Flushes were was so a lot of them because you can't choose your family. You, you can't choose your and, family. And and we're at a point if though where we lucky, have to look after you have to look after yourself. If you are lucky, you get a great one. Yeah. Look at the royals for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, go on. Kim, can you do a rain dance? <laughs> Oh, God. No. <laughs> I don't reckon I don't reckon getting these guts wobbling and these, these boobs going is going to uh, do anything. Asks, where would I source a tapeworm? 
I love that so much. Where do you get one? Oh, look, you'd just have to go and lick the pavement in Vietnam, wouldn't you? <laughs> Surely there's some Chinese doctor in Sydney. Sydney'd give you a tapeworm. <laughs> tapeworm. Uh, best things to do in the city daytime and up for early starts, water sports, art, wine, bars. What? I have two days. Oh, Donna. Jesus, I'd just be spending it in a hotel spa. Yeah, I know. I just told her to go to breakfast somewhere. She should. I mean, you know, she could always do like the Harbour Bridge walk, um, Harbour Bridge climb or something. <gasps> Michaela, I love you both. Oh, oh that's so nice. You wouldn't if you knew us, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I've had a shower for two days. And I'm no, not even going to ask you when you've had last. Yesterday. I didn't have one today. Uh, Kirsten, beautiful girls. May I say thank you for keeping me on a relatively even keel. Some major meltdowns. But I think I'm all good. You rock. You know why we rock? Because we represent exactly who you are. Yeah. Too bloody lost. Like, not lost, but, you know, just bloody making it up as we go along. worn out. Tired. You know. (laughs) Tired and sick of doing that. And finding a snake under your bed and then there's washing and... You know, it's just the washing. Do you see that? Like, I just was like, can we just not have the washing in the in the living room when Woogs and Mister Woog come over? So now it's up here where we're podcasting. Jody, it's how great. to survive having your hubby home over the holiday period? You go away. It's pretty easy. <laughs> how do we manage our health complaints? This is Sarah. I have a list that makes me sound like a freaking hypochondriac. I have more appointments with health professionals than I used to go out with friends. Every time I go, I end up making new connections. Specialist, I'm over it. I know because I have got like 16 appointments lined up. It's called mm. getting older. Yes. And, and called... sooner have all those appointments and be getting to the bottom of it all than so just, that lump you know. There? What the hell is that? Well, I wanted to know what this lump was over here in the Oh, foot. I've had that since I was a baby. But oh. look, this is new. I've got new oh, matching what is... ones. Oh, what's that? Well, that's leg cancer, obviously. Obviously, that's some sort of tumour. I'll still love you. I'm just going to call you Stumpy. <laughs> yeah, it's called getting old. You can either ignore it and die early or go It's probably it's some sort bad. of callus from Huffy Puffy or something. No, it's probably from... Um... Oh, okay, Leanne. Would you consider discussing your experience of taking medication for anxiety? Sure. God, yeah. I think we've bloody gone over that a few times. Yeah. Get a headache. Take a Panadol. Have bad yes. thoughts for a long time. Take some beta blockers. Yeah. Um, and I'm not being like... No. Like, it's just, I, I treat it like any other, like my leg cancer here. Like, <laughs> any other sort of ailment that you have. Yeah, that, those you... malignant tumours that are developing in your legs. You're going to do, you're going to deal with them too sweet. Um, yeah, you just treat it as a, it's, it's a medical condition. It's a disease. So here's the thing. Uh, the, the issue with this as a disease is that it is different in every single person. And because we are people, when you're working with someone to treat it, it, you have to connect with them. So if you are seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a counsellor and they are not, you're not walking away from those sessions um, with more strategies and techniques to handle it, then you you find someone else. Mm. You don't just stay with that person. No. And it can sometimes also take time that if you have reached a point where medication is on the cards. It's not that big a fucking deal. Well, the only way it is a deal is that some work better for some and some work better for others. And you have to, you have to be willing to be 
in that place to actually go and to be really honest and to really track how you are and go, you know what, actually, this is actually not working for me. Yeah. Because there are other medications. They're all, they all, if you imagine your brain and, and, and the component of your brain that looks at anxiety, there are myriad drugs that treat that. But then imagine that part of the, let's imagine it as a pie graph, you know, like as a circle. Then there's all little different bits of that pie that are different medications that treat it differently. And one of them is going to help you, but that might not be effective for someone else. And you just have to be willing to hold, hold the course. Mm. And if the first drug isn't working, that doesn't mean that they don't work for you. It just means that that drug is not effective for no. you. And I have... It's like some people can't eat, um, you know, gluten. Yeah. Ex- yes, exactly. Mm. And so I have, Poor bastards. you know, over the last 20 years, I have been on a number of different antidepressants and mental health medications. And for whatever reason, over that course of time, some of them stopped working or some of them haven't worked. Um, but, you know, the, the medications that I'm on now, I have now been on for five years and I've, I've been the most stable and the most... Um, elevated and happy in my adult life. And, you know, if I say to someone, well, you know, it took 15 years to find that. No, it didn't take 15 years to find that. But you you just have to accept that some of these things are a process. Mm. It's and not going to be take the first tablet and feel no, no, better. absolutely not. Also, uh, if I can just jump in here, um, get a GP who loves you and you love them, right? Yeah. Who wants to make you well and... Like, do what they say. Go and get all the stuff done. Yeah. Um, get a therapist because you can, medication alone, Oh, you have to have you, a good therapist. And this is the other thing. There is no magic pill. Mm. You have to do the work. Okay. So whether it's anxiety, depression, therapist, mood disorder, and it, took it doesn't me, matter. Like, you ha- still to, have to do the, co- the cognitive work as well as the medication. It took me five to find my yeah, girl. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It takes a long time to find the one that you click with. Yeah, and I remember a friend said to me right back at the very beginning when my the first psychiatrist I you saw can just sack them if you don't like them. Yeah, you just cancel your appointment. Yeah, no, nah. and go and find another one because if they're not working year old for you, woman who doesn't even need to shave your pits. You're not telling me what to do. <laughs> but um, I didn't. I had the script and I didn't fill it for a couple of weeks, and I bumped into this old school friend who I hadn't seen for you know ever. And she said to me, Kim, you've got to do it. And she said, look at it as the, as the tablet is dealing with the chemical so you can deal with the emotional. Yeah. And I went, oh, my God, okay. But even this morning I woke up and I, my mind was going nuts, right? Racing, 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 because, you know. And, don't you have, like, and I'm like, shut up. Like, I've got the tools. Like, yeah. I've been taught the tools. Yes. So I can, like... Oh, for fuck's sake, Kate. Yeah. Really? Do we need to do this now? Yeah. It's yeah. Saturday morning. Get up, make a coffee, read the paper. Yeah. Let's get on with it. Do we want to sit here and worry about things that may or may not happen? Yeah. And that all comes down to having a good therapist. Yes. So instead of spending the day, like, being yes. anxious, I'm like, let's go eat some bread. <laughs> um, okay, last question. And then we're going to go because I'm salivating now. <laughs> I just said bread. We have to go and eat pork. Uh, ladies, what's your biggest regrets in life? Okay, I'm going to go first. Oh. <laughs> regrets, I've had a few. Um, I remember Mr. Woog and I, 
probably 20 years ago, we were standing on Burlington Street, which is a really fancy street in Crow's Nest, and there was this beautiful three-bedroom um, semi going right. to auction. And then we were like, <laughs> can you believe someone paid $370,000 for that little house? <laughs> How much would it go for now? About four million. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. Like, uh, I much you'll regret? You can only have one. And you've only had five seconds to think about it. Yeah. So go with your gut. Go with your gut. I have any. It's so good. Really? I don't. Your life's pretty good. I mean, you know, you give me a moment and I'll probably be able to give you a list of about 50. But, But really in terms of like, Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired. Well, you know how last time I asked you for your goal and you didn't have one? Yes. Maybe next time we come back next week, you can share your regret. Okay. But, as I said, try not to live with them. They're full of bullshit. Um, Sending love to everyone. Thank you for the fireies. Oh, so much. Oh, and just quickly before we go, I put the up on the Facebook page the question about what would you like me to cook and what would you like Wigsy to sing. And, oh, my God, I love it so much. I think I'm going to pin it to the top so everyone can keep adding to it. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, do that. And we think that whatever – if it's not a YouTube channel, then it's it might be the ITV, ITV. or We're whatever is the Instagram. Rob about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think we need to make some sort of, yeah. Money. Cooking, singing. <laughs> Something. I'm heading off because I need the love, but I'm going to leave my friend to say. Just keep plucking. <laughs> <laughs>